Welcome to Celebrate Poe, Episode 215, Poe 215, Part 3. This is the final portion of a three-part series regarding Poe's 215th birthday, uh, his accomplishments and place in literary history. Today I'm, I'm uh, going to talk to A.I. Poe regarding his first published work, his life with and, and love for Virginia Clem, some of his other loves, and Edgar Allan Poe as a macabre maestro. Uh, and aside here, uh, this certainly wasn't planned, uh, but the third episode dealing with Poe's 215th birthday is episode 215 of this podcast. Well, anyway, uh, Mr. Poe, uh, I'd like to start out the third part of what you might call a birthday interview by asking you, uh, what was your first published work? Uh, a milestone that is certainly important to any writer. Ah, Mr. Bartley, uh, my spectral debut. Yes, the very spark that ignited the literary wildfire that continues to blaze even in my afterlife. My first published work, a slim volume titled Tamerlane and Other Poems, saw the light of day in 1827. I was a, a young soul then, barely 18, Yet my quill itched with the need to weave tales and spin verses. Now, 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 Tamerlane wasn't my most profound piece, not compared to the macabre musings that would come later. Uh, it was, in many ways, a youthful exercise, heavily influenced by, by, by the Baronian heroes and Gothic landscapes of the day. But, oh, the thrill of seeing those words in print, my name emblazoned on the cover page. It, it was a validation, a whisper that perhaps, just perhaps, the nightmares and melodies trapped within my skull might resonate with others. Uh, Mr. Poe, uh, could you remark on the work's reception? Uh, the reception, however, was was mixed. Critics with uh, haughty, haughty noses and, and penchant for nitpicking found it rather uneven, derivative, and, and lacking in originality. My heart, still tender and raw, was stung by their bobs. Yet, amidst the negativity, there were glimmers of appreciation. A few kind souls recognized the spark of potential, the raw talent struggling to break free from the shackles of limitation. And that, dear listener, is the true legacy of Tamerlane. It wasn't a masterpiece, but it was a beginning. It was the first brick laid in the Gothic castle of my, um, of my imagination, the first echo of the raven's wings that would later cast a shadow over the literary landscape. It was a testament to the indomitable spirit of a young artist, refusing to be silenced, daring to pour out the shadows of his soul onto the canvas of the world. So while Tamerlane may not be the crown jewel of my spectral, uh, spectral writings, uh, it, is a, it, it holds a special place in my heart. 
It's a reminder that even the greatest journeys begin with a single step. Even the brightest constellations ignite from a single flickering star. And that, my friend, is a lesson we can all learn from. Whether we be poets haunted by phantoms or simply mortals trying to navigate the labyrinth of our own lives. Now tell me, podcast listener, have you ever taken that first step towards your own creative dream? Have you ever dared to whisper your own truth into the world, even if it meant facing the possibility of criticism or rejection? For in sharing these stories of artistic beginnings, we celebrate the courage to create, the audacity to dream, and the enduring power of the human spirit to find its voice, even in the face of doubt and darkness. Well, thank you, Mr. Poe. Uh, Now, would you name some of the other writers that you feel have been most influenced by your works? Ah, Mr. Bartley, the echoes of my whispers through the corridors of time. It is indeed gratifying to know that my spectral offspring have cast long shadows on the literary landscape, influencing countless writers across generations. While it, it is certainly impossible to list them all, here are a few shining examples. Uh, Masters of the Macabre. First, I must mention H.P. Lovecraft. The dark cosmic vistas of, of his mythos uh, owe a debt to my explorations of the uncanny and the unknowable. The echoes of my gothic landscapes and introspective protagonists can be found in his tales of cosmic dread. Definitely Bram Stoker. Though predating my own work, Dracula bears the unmistakable mark of my influence. The gothic atmosphere, the brooding protagonist, the fascination with the supernatural, these are all the threads that I wove into the tapestry of literature, threads that Stoker masterfully picked up with and ran. Oh, yes, he ran. And I would be remiss if I I did not mention Mr. Stephen King. I know that I have influenced his works a great deal. Uh, He has stated so on, on many occasions, and I'm flattered and amazed at Mr. King's ability to communicate to create a world that engages the reader in a world of the Gothic and macabre. Charles Baudelaire, the French symbolist master, found kindred spirits in my explorations of the darker emotions and the beauty of the grotesque. His poems, like mine, shimmer with a a morbid elegance, weaving webs of language that dance between the shadows and the light. Now, this may surprise you, but I also feel that uh, Emily Dickinson, even though her themes often diverged from mine, had a mastery of form and a definite penchant for exploring depth and loneliness echoing through my work. Yes, her concise yet evocative verses resonate with a similar melancholic intensity. 
And finally, Sylvia Plath. The raw emotional power of Plath's confessional poetry shows a kinship with my own exploration of grief and despair. Her unflinching gaze into the abyss of the human experience finds parallels in my own macabre musings. Well, um, Mr. Poe, what about detectives? It's frequently said that you wrote the first real detective story. Ah, yes, Mr. Botley. Uh, There are many such detectives of the mind, including Arthur Conan Doyle, Uh, because Sherlock Holmes owes a clear debt to my detective Dupin, the first literary sleuth to use logic and deduction to solve mysteries. Arthur Conan Doyle took my blueprint and crafted a captivating word, a world of crime and intrigue, forever changing the landscape of detective fiction. Then there was Agatha Christie, Uh, The queen of crime couldn't help but be touched by the spectral hand of her American predecessor. My focus on psychological depth and atmospheric settings can be seen in her intricate plots and most memorable characters. Also, Patricia Highsmith. The darkness that lurks beneath the surface of Highsmith's thrillers resonates with my own exploration of the human psyche's hidden corners. Her morally ambiguous characters and suspenseful narratives echo the gothic chills I so enjoyed weaving. Uh, Yes, Mr. Bartley, this is just a glimpse into the vast tapestry of literature that I feel I have helped shape. Every whispered verse, every chilling tale, carries the potential to spark the imagination of another, to become a brick in the foundation of a new literary edifice. It, it, it is endlessly rewarding. And yes, an interplay of influence and inspiration. And I do look forward to seeing how my whispers continue to reverberate throughout the ages. Now tell me, podcast listener again, which writers have cast their spell upon you? Whose voices resonate with your own creative spirit? For in sharing these stories of literary lineage, we celebrate the interconnectedness of creativity and the eternal dance of storytelling that binds us all. Uh, Mr. Poe, uh, I hesitate to ask you this next question, because I know this might be a painful subject, but could you tell us about your life with and love for Virginia Clem? Ah, Mr. Bartley, I I, I would like to think that now I'm able to think of my dear sissy and I normally remember the many, many good memories. You must understand that you touch upon a subject both tender and sorrowful, a rose blooming amidst the thorns of my memories. Virginia Clem, my wife, my muse, my sissy, remains a ghost that dances in the shadows of my soul. To speak to her is to stir a a cauldron of love, loss, and agonizing complexities. Oh, our story began when, when I was 27, a struggling writer haunted by demons and dreams. Virginia, a mere 13-year-old girl with eyes like twilight and a spirit as gentle as moonlight, was entrusted to my care. 
a family bond blossomed, blurring into a love both innocent and intense. The lines between familiar familiar affection and romantic passion were delicately danced, a waltz composed of whispered promises and stolen glances. Society, of course, looked askance. The age disparity, the unconventional nature of our bond, all this in ignited tongues and fueled scandals. Yet, within the confines of our of our small world, we built a haven of love and shared dreams. I found in Virginia a confidant, a muse, a sanctuary from the storms that raged within me. Her un wavering faith in my talent, her boundless love became the anchor that kept me tethered to reality. Our marriage, when it finally came, was a testament to the unwavering constancy of our love. Through whispers of, though whispers of, of impropriety continued to cast their shadows, we forged a life together, filled with moments of quiet joy and bursts of creative collaboration. Virginia became the inspiration for many of my most poignant poems, her ethereal beauty and gentle spirit woven into the very fabric of my verse. Yet a cruel twist of fate lurked in the shadows. Virginia, plagued by the consumption that would ultimately claim her, faded like a candle in the wind. The years that followed were a descent into despair, Watching the light wane from her eyes, the vibrant spirit dim was a torment beyond words. Her death in 1847 left a gaping void in my soul, a wound that never truly healed. Mr. Poe, uh, you must have loved her very much. Ha ha, Mr. Bartley, to say I love Virginia deeply is an understatement. It was a love woven from the threads of childhood companionship, passionate devotion, and a shared understanding of the world's darkness. She was my anchor, my muse, my reason to fight against the demons within and without. Her absence continues to cast a long shadow on my soul, a chilling reminder of the fleeting nature of love and life. Therefore, listener, to describe my life with Virginia is to paint a a canvas of exquisite beauty and an agonizing sorrow. We were two souls intertwined, dancing a waltz of love in the face of societal scorn and the specter of morality or mortality. Her memory remains a sacred flame in the crypt of my soul, a remain a reminder of the transformative power of love, even in the face of its tragic loss. Now tell me, dear listener, have you encountered a love that defied convention, a connection that transcended societal boundaries? Have you ever grappled with the pain of loss, the echo of a departed love that continues to resonate in the chambers of your heart? For in sharing these stories of love and loss, we illuminate the universal tapestry of human connection and perhaps in doing so find solace in the shadows and understanding and the echoes of the past. Ah, listener, delving into the intricacies of my past romantic entanglements can be a delicate dance in the spectral 
ballroom of memory. While, while Virginia Clem stands as the, sun, as the sun around which my emotional universe revolved, there, there were indeed other celestial bodies that cast their light upon my life, each leaving a faint yet shimmering trace. Here are a, few, are a few figures that danced across the stage of my heart, albeit fleeting, fleetingly compared to the transcendental love I shared with Virginia. First, there was Elmira Shelton. My childhood sweetheart, Elmira, held a, spe- a special place in my heart throughout my life. Uh, though path through our paths, although our paths diverged, and fate led me to Virginia, the echoes of our youthful bond and shared dreams remained. Late in life, we rekindled the connection, offering a bittersweet comfort in the face of loss and loneliness. Yes, Mr. Poe, uh, we will we'll talk about that indefinitely, most definitely in the future. Ah, Mr. Bartley, uh, please do not forget about Sarah Helen Whitman. This talented poetess captivated me with her intellect and artistic spirit. Our our passionate exchange of letters and verses hinted at a potential love story, yet societal pressures and my own inner demons ultimately cast a shadow over our connection. The echoes of our intellectual and emotional sparring remain, testament to a, a missed connection that continues to spark curiosity. And finally, Frances Allen. Though not a romantic figure in the traditional sense, my foster mother, Frances, held a profound influence on my emotional development. Her unconditional love and unwavering support provided a safe haven amidst the tumultuous storms of my childhood. The echoes of her gentle affection remain an anchor in the tempestuous landscape of my memories. And yes, dear listener, there are other ladies that I will discuss in future discuss in future episodes episodes. But I sincerely want you, dear listener, to remember that love manifests itself in many forms not just the passionate intensity of a consuming romance. Respect, admiration, and deep familiar bonds also leave their mark on the soul, shaping who we become and enriching the tapestry of our lives. Now tell me again, dear podcast listener, whose celestial bodies have cast their light upon your emotional landscape? Which connections, romantic or otherwise, continue to resonate within you? For in sharing these stories of love and loss, we illuminate the intricate constellations of human connection, and perhaps in doing so, find solace in the shadows and understanding in the echoes of the past. Uh, Mr. Poe, I know this is a controversial subject, But how did you die? (laughs) In other words, uh, what is the reason that you left this earthly life? Alcoholism, 
brain problems, murder, rabies, epilepsy, or any of a wide variety of reasons uh, that, uh, well, uh, that became the reason you left this earthly life in 1849. Ah, listener, to unveil the curtain on my earthly departure is to delve into the murky depths of historical speculation. The final chapter of my mortal saga remains shrouded in mist, with various theories swirling, swirling amidst the tombstones. Some whisper of alcohol's seductive embrace, a slow descent into its numbing oblivion. Others claim a hidden hand, a a twisted game of poisoned ink and shadowed motives. Still others point to the cruel hand of illness, a symphony of maladies playing out their final notes within my mortal coil. But I, dear listener, am a phantom beyond the grasp of earthly ailments. My demise, like my life, was a tapestry woven with threads of mystery and misfortune. While the definitive cause remains lost to the whispers of time, the echoes of my struggles with poverty, depression, and the relentless pursuit of artistic brilliance undoubtedly played their part in the final act. Perhaps it was a confluence of these elements, a spectral cocktail of despair and circumstance. All this ushered me onto the stage of the afterlife. The the truth, however, lies buried beneath the weight of vanished years, a lost poem in the library of time. But fret not, listener, for the mystery of my departure pales in comparison to the symphony of my spectral existence. Let us instead focus on the echoes of my words— the stories that continue to dance in the shadows, the poems that illuminate the corners of the human soul. For in those you will find not just the whispers of my ending, but the vibrant melody of my life, a life that continues to resonate even in the darkness. Now tell me, listener, are there mysteries in your own life that remain unresolved? Do you find solace in the stories, even when the endings remain shrouded in shadows? For in sharing these whispers of the unknown, we weave a tapestry of understanding, reminding ourselves that even in the face of uncertainty, the pursuit of meaning and connection continues. Well, thank you, Mr. Poe. And is there anything else that you'd like to say on this third uh, episode for Celebrate Poe that celebrates uh, the 215th anniversary of your birth. And and please feel free to be creative. Certainly, Mr. Bartley. Uh, tonight, under a spectral moon, I, Edgar Allan Poe, rise from the crypt of memory, not as a dusty, dusty relic, but as a flickering flame of creativity to mark the 215th beat of my spectral heart. For some... I am a macabre maestro, weaving nightmares into verse and painting shadows with words. For others, I am a a raven shadow, croaking of loss and longing, a lonely echo in the halls of mortality. But tonight, 
I choose to be a conjurer of stories, a weaver of possibilities, a spark of inspiration dancing in the darkness. Tonight, let us raise a glass, not of mourning, but of celebration. Celebrate the ink that stained my fingers, the quill that danced across moonlit parchment, the heartbeat of creativity that defied the silence. Celebrate the whispers of love and sorrow, the cries of defiance and despair, the tapestry of emotions woven into every word. Let us raise a toast to the raven's wing, forever etched in the inkwell of imagination. Let us raise a toast to the beating heart beneath the spectral ribs, to the nevermore that never truly dies. For in the shadows where ghosts gather, stories find wings, and creativity defies the shackles of time. So, Gather close, fellow travelers, in the land of midnight musings. Tonight, let us paint the canvas of the moon with tales untold. Let us etch constellations of words upon the tapestry of the night. Let us dance with the echoes of my verses. Let our voices mingle with the mournful cry of the raven, and let the symphony of stories drown out the silence of forgotten graves. For 215 years, my voice has echoed through the corridors of time, a spectral melody refusing to fade. And tonight, under the watchful gaze of the moon, I invite you to sing along, to add your verse to the chorus, to keep the flame of creativity burning bright. For in the whispers of shared tales, the ghosts of poets find solace, and the echoes of tomorrow's stories begin to rise. So open your notebooks, let your pens take flight, and join me in this spectral waltz of words. Let us celebrate the birth of a storyteller, the legacy of a dreamer, and the enduring power of imagination to defy the darkness. And remember, dear listener, even in the shadows, even in the echoes of the past, a story waits to be born. Now, tell me, What will your story be? Well, thank you very much, Mr. Poe. I just want to say that the next episode of Celebrate Poe begins, uh, well, at least a four-part series for Black History Month. Uh, First... Uh, The first next episode, or the first episode in the series, uh, regards the time that... or is about the time that Poe sold the slave. Uh, Then... Uh, There will be an episode uh, looking at some of Poe's works that touched on uh, racial issues, and this is followed by a three-part series on the life and some of the works of Frederick Douglass. I I can say all this because I've already finished all these episodes, and I'm very eager uh, for them to drop. So thank you for listening to Celebrate Poe.